Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Genesis. Happy Friday, faithful listener. This is your host, Jen, with the P40 Ministries podcast. And today we are discussing Genesis chapter 28, verses 10 through 22. We will finish out this chapter about Jacob fleeing to Haran. So turn with me in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 28. I am going to be reading the AMP version of the Bible this morning. But of course, if you prefer a different version of the Bible, it is absolutely fine to read out of that version as well. So grab your cup of coffee this morning or your cup of tea, whatever you prefer, and let's read this passage of scripture. Now Jacob left Beersheba, never to see his mother again, and traveled towards Haran. And he came to a certain place and stayed overnight there because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of that place, he put it under his head and lay down there to sleep. He dreamed that there was a ladder, stairway, placed on the earth, and at the top of it reached out of sight towards heaven, and he saw the angels of God ascending and descending on it, going to and from heaven. And behold, the Lord stood above and around him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father's father and the God of Isaac, I will give to you and to your descendants the land of promise on which you are lying. Your descendants shall be as countless as the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and the south, and all the families, nations of the earth shall be blessed through you and your descendants. Behold, I am with you, and will keep careful watch over you and guard you wherever you may go. And I will bring you back to this promised land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Without any doubt, the Lord is in this place, and I did not realize it. So he was afraid and said, How fearful and awesome this place is. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gateway to heaven. So Jacob got up early in the morning and took the stone he had put under his head and set it up as a pillar that is a monument to the vision in his dream. And he poured olive oil on top of it to consecrate it. He named that place Bethel, the house of God. The previous name of that city was Luz, almond tree. Then Jacob made a vow, a promise saying, If God will be with me and will keep me on this journey that I take, and will give me food to eat and clothing to wear. And if he grants that I return to my father's house in safety, then the Lord will be my God. This stone, which I have set up as a pillar, a monument and a memorial, will be God's house, a sacred place to me. And of everything that you give me, I will give a tenth to you as an offering to signify my gratitude and dependence on you. 
So, quick recap: Jacob is fleeing not only from his brother, but he is also going to Haran to find a wife for himself because his mother did not want him to marry any of the local women that were in the Canaanite region that Jacob lived in. So, Jacob is pretty much fleeing for his life at this point from his angry brother Esau, and he leaves Beersheba, which is where he lives. And he travels towards Haran. So now he's in this place, which is called Luz. Now Luz meant almond tree, but Jacob in this chapter ends up renaming it as Bethel. So historically, Bethel is about 60 miles, 50 to 60 miles from Beersheba, where Jacob had originally lived. So this would have been several days of travel for Jacob. So let's just say four days of travel if, you know, he approximately travels 15 miles per day. It might be about four days of travel for him. And at this point, he's probably feeling very lonely and very afraid even. And it's actually pretty evident that he was feeling afraid because of what he promises God in the last couple verses of this chapter. So he enters loose. He's all by himself, apparently. It seems very likely from this chapter of the Bible that he was traveling alone. So he goes to sleep for the night and he clearly doesn't have a soft pillow with him. So he takes one of the rocks and he puts it under his head and decides to fall asleep on that. And I can't imagine the neck ache he woke up with the next day. I have a very soft pillow. And if I sleep on that pillow wrong, my neck is killing me for the next month. (laughs) And you know, Jacob was probably about 40 years old at this point. So I don't even know how he dealt with sleeping on a stone that night. But he did. And he ends up having this dream. And he sees this ladder come from heaven, and these angels are ascending and descending on it. Now, if you go back to the Hebrew, it's pretty clear that this is legitimately a ladder and not a stairway to heaven, (laughs) as the song likes to say. But this is probably a ladder. But a lot of people replace the word ladder with a stairway. And there's a whole thing about that. You can actually research why people do that. But mainly it's because a lot of people can't imagine angels ascending and descending at the same time on just a ladder. But Jacob sees this ladder descend from heaven. And the Lord, it says, this is really interesting. It's verse 13. And the Lord stood above and around him. So this is clearly the spirit of the Lord surrounding him. You know, God is not just in one place. He is not just in heaven. He's everywhere. And Jacob is feeling his presence and he sees these angels ascending and descending to earth. Now, I believe what this signifies is that God is not cut off from earth. Even to this day, even though God is not dwelling with us currently, at least not in the sense that he did in the Garden of Eden. He does have his spirit here with us, but God is not dwelling here with us, but he's not far away. You know, there is a ladder that descends from heaven to earth. And it says in Hebrews that angels do indeed come down to earth 
to do heavenly servantly duties for humans. And it even says in Hebrews that you shouldn't be afraid to entertain strangers because you might be entertaining an angel and you don't even know it's an angel. So it's clear in the Bible that angels not only exist, but that they come down to earth and that they help humans. So Jacob is seeing this. He's seeing this ladder descend from heaven to earth and the angels coming down and going back up. The presence of the Lord is everywhere surrounding him. God, in verse 15 all the way to 17, tells Jacob the exact same promise that he had told both Isaac and Abraham before him. So he is reassuring Jacob. He is telling Jacob, you have the same promises that your father and your grandfather both had. Your descendants are going to be granted this land that you are currently lying in. You know, this is going to be your land. And God tells Jacob the exact same promise that he did for Abraham so many years before. And after this happens... This is kind of funny. Jacob wakes up from his sleep and he says, without any doubt, the Lord is in this place and I did not realize it. So if you think about it, Jacob is being really superstitious about this place he's in rather than focusing his attention on what God had said and on God himself. Because only a couple of verses before we see that God is everywhere. We see that God is both above him and surrounding him. So Jacob should have known that God was indeed everywhere surrounding him. It wasn't just in that place, but Jacob's being a little bit superstitious here. And he ends up setting up this memorial in this place and consecrating it with olive oil, meaning that he is dedicating the place to the Lord. And he renames the place from Luce to Bethel. And this is actually a very historical moment because Bethel, besides Jerusalem, is one of the most talked about places in the Bible. So Bethel is a very famous place and Jacob ends up renaming Luz to Bethel. And after this, Jacob makes a promise and it's, it's such an odd promise to me. He says, if God will be with me and will keep me on this journey that I take and will give me the food to eat and the clothing to wear. So he's giving God an ultimatum. He says, and if he grants me that and I return to my father's house in safety, then the Lord will be my God. And he says, everything that you give me, I will give you a tenth as an offering to signify my gratitude and dependence upon you. So Jacob is giving an ultimatum to the Lord. Even though God had just said to Jacob, I am with you. I will always be with you. I am watching you carefully because I care about you and I love you and I will always be with you. And Jacob is still questioning this about the Lord. And he's giving God this, this ultimatum saying, okay, you know what? If you're going to do this for me, if you're going to do this for me, then I will worship you. But only if you do this for me first. <laughs> if you do this for me, then not only will I worship you, but I'll also give you money. I'll give you everything that I own. And you know, this is just showing how merciful God really is. Because even though Jacob is being very human here and giving God all these um, stipulations in order that Jacob might worship him, God is still loving Jacob and being merciful towards him and pursuing Jacob. That dream was very significant for Jacob 
and for us as well. This is this dream and what God says to Jacob is written down for a reason so that we can remember, like you and I, we can remember that God is not very far from us. He's actually very, very close. And he's watching us. He's watching us very closely. And that's why I like the AMP version. They really get into it. It says in verse 15 here in the AMP, Behold, I am with you and I will keep careful watch over you and guard you wherever you may go. And yes, he is talking to Jacob here. But it says in the Bible that those of us who believe in the Holy Spirit, who love God and love his commandments and do them are blessed and he watches us carefully you know we're worth more than many many sparrows and he keeps a close eye on us it says that in the bible we already went through that in matthew if you're going through matthew with me in the um, new testament episodes that i do you'll have heard some of those verses that i had already talked about and that jesus had said in matthew that god is very loving towards us and very close to us. It's just that we have to take that first step to get closer to God. God does pursue us though. Even when we don't take that step sometimes, he does pursue us just like he did here with Jacob. Even though he was not a believer and even though he didn't necessarily worship God, God was still pursuing Jacob because Jacob was more in line with God's promises and God's plans than Esau, his brother, was. So Jacob did have a heart for God. And those of us who have a heart for God, we can rest easy knowing that God is not far from us at all. He is very close. God is not only above us, but he is surrounding us as well. This dream was a vision. It's a really special vision that still applies to today. So friends, thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like it or rate it five stars. That will help the podcast get spread a little bit more and people will be able to find it a little bit easier. I do have some new designs in the store. They are Valentine's Day themed and they are also Christian based. So definitely take a look at those. All mugs right now in the new Valentine's theme are $15, which is awesome. That includes shipping and tax. So it's actually a pretty great deal. Take a look at those. I will have a link to the store in the bio of this podcast episode so you can easily navigate over there. But faithful listeners, I want to ask that you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. And as I say at the end of every podcast episode, happy listening and God bless.